ladies and gentlemen. This is America's Healthcare Advocate. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Your guide to protecting your personal health. Bringing you simplified answers to the complex questions surrounding health care. Everything from cancer to liver transplants. Nutrition. Exercise. My yoga and Pilates instructor, Dana Goodale. Mental health and even pet care. Dr. Wayne Hunthausen, Westwood Animal Hospital. Empowering you to take control of your health and wellness. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. And now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HI Radio Network. Coast to coast across the USA, as I said, 300, excuse me, 289 affiliates strong. Thanks to all of you in the listening audience. Our newest affiliate, KOIL AM 1290 in Omaha, Nebraska, airing there Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Very happy to be on. Welcome to the Cornhusker State. We're very happy to be part of uh, the Cornhusker family there and uh, broadcasting in Nebraska. Our producer today, Mr. Sean Floyd. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. This is your show, America. Once again, thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened listen to talk shows throughout the United States. You can follow me on Facebook at America's Healthcare Advocate. Go up there. There's a lot of information on that Facebook page. We put our videos up there. Shows are posted so quite a bit of information on America's Healthcare Advocate Facebook page. Podcasts, tune in, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spreaker. If you hear a show, you want to tell somebody about it, or maybe you miss a show, but you want to see what we did that particular week, go up on the podcast platforms, tune in, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spreaker. And all the shows are posted up there on those podcast platforms. They're also posted on the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, where you can send me an email if you have a question or a suggestion for the show. Um, I got one about uh, this week from a lady who was looking for some help with some issues she had. We were able to help her out and get her some proper medical attention that she needed and some care that was going to be paid for by a program she could participate in. So if we can help you with something like that, Go to the website, send me an email anywhere in the country. We're happy to help you, and we certainly can. If you are looking for health insurance and you are chronologically challenged, you are a seasoned citizen like me looking for Medicare coverage, you want to talk to the lovely Joyce Thompson at RPS Benefits by Design. She's at 877-385-2224. That's 877-385-2224. She is an expert. Just had a lady send me an email. She had an 88-year-old mother and father she was trying to get uh, Medicare insurance for, and Joyce took care of them. So the lovely Joyce Thompson, always available to help you. And if you're looking for employer-sponsored health care, Sue Denninger is truly an expert. Um, as I tell you often, I get people from all over the country calling me that Sue helps, whether they're in California or St. Louis or Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, give me a call. Give her a call, rather, at 877-385-2224. She is an expert on group employer benefits. Always happy to help you. All right, today's show is going to be kind of interesting. We're going to focus on Americans with disabilities. We have in studio with us Paul Klein. He is the principal of ADA Insurance and the founder of the the company. He is the co-founder and owner of a software company called Blue DAG. That's 
standing for a disabilities group, correct? And through training and education consulting services, he, he's worked with numerous national and international brands, including Target, Slack, UC Berkeley, Cracker Barrel, Holiday Inn, KFC, Taco Bell, and the list goes on. So why am I doing this show? Well, if you know anything about ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act, you know that it was authored by Senator Bob Dole right here in the great state of Kansas, okay? Now, Bob Dole was seriously injured, wounded in World War II, uh, fighting the Germans in the northern Italy area, and he had a passion for those who had uh, disabilities. And one of the reasons why you see uh, sidewalks with ramps now in the corners and why you see swimming pools in hotels with lift chairs and other things to allow people with disabilities to have access, whether it's bathrooms at an airport or in a restaurant, whatever the case may be. That all came about because of Americans with Disabilities Act. But like every government program, it's a lot of fun to try and navigate. So in studio with me, Paul Klein. Welcome, Paul. Thanks, Kerry. Thanks for having me. Glad well, to be here. Glad you came in from Nashville, by the way. Yeah. So, so talk a little bit about, let's just talk about the history of this. And I, as I said, you know, this was Bob Dole's passion. Um, he's the one that actually got this through a very reluctant Congress that did not mm-hmm. want to pass this, both on the Republican side and on the Democrat side, because there was a lot of pressure from businesses to say this is too expensive, we don't want to do this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And even cities, there was pushback because it was going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. But it has improved the quality of life. If you doubt that, by the way, and you ever see somebody in a wheelchair trying to get up on a sidewalk where there's not a ramp, it's not real hard to figure out, okay? So let's talk about how this all came about and what it means to people that have disabilities. Paul? Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about that independent living. You know, for, historically, all of the regulations in uh, that were passed previously were all pretty much for federal agencies, you know, government, you know, so so private entities, Local governments a lot of times didn't have requirements, and so basic life necessities weren't able, uh, you know, weren't uh, weren't allowed. It was really hard for people with disabilities to uh, yeah, to be able to do, uh, you know, to engage in, you know, getting a hotel or getting a cup of coffee. You know, um, you know, it was, the first accessibility laws were around in 1968. You know, and what was happening in 1968? I know you served. Yeah, I did. We had a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and we had a lot of people coming back that were in bad- Vietnam veterans who were disabled. Yeah, exactly. And so now we're trying to integrate these folks with um, in society and they can't get the basic necessity. I can't even get a cup of coffee because the coffee shop has six stairs going up to it. So so there were a lot of requirements in federal programs, public housing, uh, f- uh, federal facilities and everything. But it was never on the private side. Now, in great old California, they had their accessibility laws since the early 80s. And then what happened during the 80s, in the late 80s and early 90s, is when the big push came by Bob Dole, and then President Bush uh, Sr. signed into the, into the law. And it was really uh, established uh, five titles of the ADA. There's Title I through uh, five. Title I being employment law. You know, you can't discriminate or fire someone because they're disabled. You know, you know and it's really interesting, too, when you say that, because if you go into – uh, 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 you know, a business today, it's not unusual to see somebody in a wheelchair actually working um, yeah. in that particular business. It's not unusual to see in a manufacturing facility somebody that maybe has the disability who's actually working in that manufacturing facility. So that has changed a lot of perception and allowed people to be, as you said, more independent on the employer side. Absolutely, because historically there was a connotation that oh they're they're disabled they they're they're helpless no. and they're going to be a burden. Yeah, that's not the case. With a little bit of accommodations, people can have a fully independent life. You know, it's really funny. I was on a road trip 
this weekend, I went to the Iowa-Iowa State football game, and when I went back to the hotel, I saw a man with a red Chevrolet pickup truck, and he was in a wheelchair. And I thought, how did he do that? Okay, And he had a bag sitting in the back of the truck that he that he was able to get and reach down. But he had gotten himself out of the truck in the chair. There was no lift or anything. Mm-hmm. He just did yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, and he had the, he had his bag on the – and I thought I – was, I was thinking maybe I should stop and – Help him with it. And I thought, no, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He probably wouldn't appreciate that too much. And I just watched him. He picked up his bag, put it in his wheelchair, rolled into the hotel. With, there was a ramp. Yeah. Okay. A concrete, you know, ramp that he could go up and get in. He went right in. Um, you know, I'm assuming he checked in and went to his room. But it's 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 so different now. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And and the other important <clears> thing <throat> is is a lot of times we think of the ADA of just being wheelchairs and grab bars in the bathroom. But disabilities come in multitude. You know, there's visually impaired there's, uh, you know, chemical, you know, all kinds of different disabilities that more than just uh, uh, the physical or the or obvious things that you yeah, see. That's what we think of. But but in reality, you know, a lot of people can have, lead an independent life, can work and can, um, you know, go on with just a little bit of accommodation. That's what it's really all about is 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 helping people just leave that independent life and, and be able to go about their business and um and uh, and and just like everybody else, and they want to be treated just like everybody else. So so it's good that you didn't help them. Yeah. If he asked for the, help, the, the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> then then great. And and I know people who had um uh who are in chairs, but they can walk up a set of flights. They're 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 physically able to, but when they get to the top, they're done. They got to get back in the chair. So a lot of times people say, well, we don't we don't have an elevator. We don't have to worry about it upstairs. No, there's actually things you should still do because some people can can travel upstairs even with a with a minor disability. Yeah, you know, I guess you know, to me when I look at all this in total, the thing that I find most interesting is we had a choice was leave these people out there that couldn't be, you know, they're non-productive, they can't live their own lives, they can't be independent. We'll talk a lot more about that in the next segment in some specific examples, but What's come out of this now, I think, for the people with disabilities across this country is, hey, guess what? They can function just like you and I. Absolutely. They've got, yeah, they have, you have to make some adjustments, and they have to, you have to have some accommodation for them. But if it's a choice between that and not functioning at all. Institutionalized. Uh, yeah. More money. Correct. It's, it's just, a completely different thing. And I think, I think at the end of the day, I think everybody would have to admit this has been a very good thing. We'll be back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. If you want information on Paul's company, adaassurance.net, that's the website, adaassurance.net. The phone number, 844-777-2328. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break with more. We're going to talk about how this stuff actually works today. We'll be back right after the break. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HI Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Lots of video stuff up there. The new videos that are up there on Medicare, it's almost at open enrollment time. If you want to learn the difference between the alphabet soup of Medicare, A, B, C, D, and F, 
Those are all plans, by the way. You can go up on the website. We've got videos up there. There's also a show we just did that's posted on the podcast platform, TuneIn, iTunes, and SoundCloud. So all there on the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Our producer, the always perfect Mr. Sean Floyd. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Continuing in this segment with the conversation with Paul Klein, he is the CEO, president, and founder of uh, ADA Assurance. They do a whole host of things and do them well. Um, they have a separate... Uh, uh, blue Dag. Yeah, the Blue Dag. Talk, <laughs> talk a little bit about that. The Blue Dag, which is actually your um, platform that you can remotely access. Yeah, it's a software. It's a, it's a mobile app, uh, a web-based platform that basically allows you to download an app through the iOS or uh, Google platform where you can, uh, as a mom and pop or a... Um, anybody who wants to check their facility can use it. And it's kind of like a uh, choose-your-own-adventure. It walks you through a very complex law. <laughs> and makes it simple. Makes it simple. So, And the reason why I mention that is because there's something here for everybody. You know, he's got a lot of large clients. I named some of the ones earlier, Cracker Barrel, Taco Bell. You can go down the list, okay? But if you're a mom and pop, when we come into the third segment, we're going to talk about small businesses and the challenges they face. They've got a solution for you. And we'll talk about that and how easy it is to access it. And, you know, you don't know what you don't know. That's what we always used to tell people in the insurance world. I'm telling you the same thing now with regard to this. So their website is adaassurance.net, adaassurance.net. All right, you know, one of the things I thought was interesting was when I went to your website, I saw storage facilities. And I thought, <laughs> what in the name? I, I never thought of storage facilities. But when you think about it, yeah. if somebody's got – they have stuff to store too, yeah. okay, just like everybody else. <laughs> so if you are if you need to get into a storage facility and you got disability, uh, how do we do that? So yeah. that was pretty interesting. So talk about some of these things that are not what I would say common to people. That, you know, like you said, you know, we all know about the bathrooms, the hotel rooms, and you know, some of the pool lifts in the hotels. We'll talk about some of that in a minute. But talk about some of these other things that aren't so commonplace. Yeah, I mean, any the, the ADA Title III specifically, they applies to all public accommodations. So storage facilities, coffee shops, restaurants, if you have products and services that are open to the public, they're required to be uh, made accessible. Now, if they're a pre-91 building, like a lot of storage facilities, they, they existed before the ADA, they're usually challenging because they weren't designed for any iota of accessibility. So having to bring them up, and that was one of the things that Bob Dole and Bush and the, and the Congress fought for the time is it's like, we can't make all these buildings that have been around since Moby Dick was a minnow and make them upgrade them for millions of dollars. So they have this, um, this bar of entry called what's called readily achievable barrier removal. So all of these facilities, whether you're mom and pop or corporate, have, that's, that's the, uh, the obligation that's required is to remove barriers to the disabled if it's readily achievable to do so. And it's a very gray bar. So what's readily achievable to uh, Walmart is very much different between a mom and pop um, uh, flower shop, you know, a five thousand dollar ramp to Walmart is nothing. They should be; they're expected to do it. Billion dollar company, <laughs> yeah. You know, and and uh, but a mom and pop who's barely making rent and about ready to close down because of COVID, you know, they're they're going to have a much different uh, lower bar of obligation. But storage facilities are a perfect example. Everybody thinks that you're going to come in and you know, oh well, you can't lift boxes. Well, no, it's they they can do anything they can. So you're required to have a certain number of units that are accessible, meaning that they have uh, ropes that are within reach range. They're labeled accessible. They they have a, a transition that's that's not a, you know too big. Um, right. They can the, get over a threshold. Threshold that, yeah. exactly. It's it's real reasonable and easy to do. And you're not talking about thousands of dollars. It's just like a hotel room. When you yeah. go to a hotel, if you ever notice, sometimes you get the when when they're they're 
really full and they've got a handicap room that they're not good. It's the one with the doorbell. Yeah. Okay? I always say, remember the first time I ever got one, I was like, this thing's got a doorbell. What's yeah. it? Oh, wait a minute. That's right. This is so a disabled person can. Yeah. Ring someone the who's visually impaired, because you'll, you'll also notice when you push the doorbell, there'll be lights that flicker for those right. who can't hear. And then you'll probably have a roll in shower, too, because roll in yeah. showers are much easier to bathe. Yeah, they always than... have the biggest bathroom, exactly. which is always a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. And, you know, there's 61 million people in America with disabilities. It's like 26% wow. of our population. That's a huge number. It is. But here's the best part, and what I, I, I really, um, you know, even though we're frustrated with some parts of this law, um, the disabled market, let me give you this, from the American Institute of Research in 2018 had a report, the disposable income of working age people with disabilities is $490 billion. I saw that on the website. I looked at it. I thought, now there's something that business owners really need to know. These people have money they do. to spend just like everybody else. Yeah, it's three times it's three times the amount of the teenage market. Think about that. I mean, I, I and yet, do, what does everybody want to advertise? So I always I always find this amusing when I talk to people about you know they want to do radio work, whatever the case may be. Said, don't don't focus on the people that are nineteen, twenty, twenty five. They don't have any money. Yeah, you want to you want to focus on people <laughs> that look like me. They have white hair, gray hair. You know what I'm saying? Those are the people that have money sitting in their <laughs> exactly. bank accounts. The, but the, but the, the disability people is that that's a sector you would not normally think yeah, of. Four hundred ninety billion dollars. And so if you have a storage facility, coffee shop, medical facility, I know we have a lot of uh, probably dentists and doctors in the audience, and you have a, a facility that's accessible. They're going to come do business and spend it with you because it's easy because it's they can park there and get in. Your competitors have no ramp, no accessible storage units, uh, stairs to get in. They're going to go to the they're going to go to your they're going to go to the one that's easy. And guess to get who's into. going to be your most loyal customer? There you go, the person with disabilities yep. that you're catering to to give them an opportunity. Right. Yeah, who do you think they're going to tell their friends and everything Correct. else? And you're going to have more. So we're going to come on the break real quick, man. I want to get this in real fast. You go to a hotel, you go to the swimming pool, and there's this giant lift at the swimming pool. <laughs> and you, this is like a thing. It's just, you know, you, this is last X number of years. Talk a little about how that came about and what's kind of humorous about it in some ways. Yeah, one of the things we saw was um, in 1991 when the ADA came in, there were no requirements for pool lifts in any hotels nationwide. And then what happened in 2010, there was a rewrite of the ADA, the first one in, in 20 years. And next thing we know, all the pool lift manufacturers, I get calls from panicked hotel owners saying, oh, I got to buy a $10,000 pool lift. Well, that's great. You probably have 10 other things you should do, like have parking, have the door accessible, <laughs> but they got a shiny brand new $10,000 lift. And this that is that the mis- person that has the disability can't get to. Can't even get in the hotel, but right. they got a shiny lift because it's misinformation and misunderstanding of the law. It would have been a lot better to put that in uh, their parking and get them in the building to find out they don't have any accessible rooms than worrying about the pool. Yeah, and keep in mind, people, a lot of these hotels are <laughs> franchised hotels. They're, you know, I, I, I had a client for years in Southern Illinois had 14 Holiday Inns, okay? And so they're owned by individuals. They may have a brand name on them, but they're a small business is what that yeah, amounts to. Yeah, they're their to. own so, entity. And the point in telling you that little story was that if you are a business owner, I said it earlier, I'm going to say it again, you don't know what you don't know. These people can help you with that. So if you want to reach out to them, the website is adaassurance.net, adaassurance.net. It's an easy website. I've been all over it. It's really a good website. A lot of information up there. Or you can actually call them at 844-777-2328, 844-777-2328. We'll be right back after the break with more with Paul Klein here in studio. We're going to move now and talk about specifics in their programs. What do they do? How do they do it? 
How affordable is it for small businesses? And we'll go through all of that in the next segment. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the Fruited Plain here on the HI Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Lots of information up there. Shows are always posted on the podcast. You're hearing this broadcast today. You want to tell somebody that maybe you've got a business partner. Maybe you own three or four franchises. Maybe you own a hotel, whatever the case may be. You can go up on the website. The podcasts are posted up there. Tune in iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spreaker. It's easier for them to listen to it than you to have to regurgitate the thing and try to explain it. So that's one of the reasons why we put them on the podcast. In studio with me, Paul Klein, founder, president of ADA Assurance. These are the folks that are the experts in the ADA world, okay? They can tell you what you need to know, as I said in the last two segments. You don't know what you don't know, okay? And here's what you don't want to find out. You don't want some government official coming in and starting to write, you know, write you up and give you fines and maybe threaten to close your business because you're not complying. That's what these people do. They make it affordable. They make it simple. We're going to talk about how they do that and how easy it is for you to access this information. Their website is adaassurance.net, adaassurance.net. Real easy website to work. Go up there. You'll find a lot of information. So let's talk about this. The, the software piece of this is really kind of one of the most interesting pieces. So talk about how you did that. And I've got a report sitting here in front of me um, that you guys did for, for a site survey. So talk a little bit about how this works and then how this becomes the end product of, of that particular piece of work. Yeah, I'm happy to, Carrie. Yeah, and that, that's the, the biggest problem with the ADA is uh, that we found, and that's why this is 20 years in the making, because uh, we've been doing this. Um, and so it became very prevalent very early that business owners and even inspectors and architects it's a complex law juggling both federal, state, and local requirements, and there's nothing that kind of pulls all that together. So, in two- so stop for a second. So there's federal requirements, there's state requirements, which are obviously not the same in state. Not, Texas is not going to be California. California is not going to be Missouri. Correct. Or Kansas. And then there are city requirements? Yeah. Like- so you've got three levels of bureaucracy. Oh, what fun. Mostly on the left and right coasts, coasts like uh, the state of L.A. or the state of Seattle. Uh-huh. Yeah, the <laughs> they People's have, Republic is they, what we're calling they, yeah, it. Yeah. They, they have uh, their don't, own. Don't send me emails from California, please. <laughs> it's all done in humor, folks. Yeah, exactly. And, and rightfully so. Uh, Los Angeles is in a high seismic zone, so they have their own requirements. And additionally, they have their own accessible requirements. So you have state, local. Primarily, it's federal and state, but there are some uh, local cities. So... Trying to capture all that, and what our firm was doing early on is we were doing surveys in all these states. So we finally put the, we had a database, and then we worked with um, we partnered with um, another uh, company called Technicate um, in California, and we created a company called BlueDag, and we were out to solve this problem of taking something very complex in multiple states and streamlining it for not only the business owner but for architects and engineers. 
And so now it's an iOS app that you can do. It's all web-based, cloud-based that you can um, you can download uh, from the iOS and um, Google Play. And um, and we uh, it basically solves that problem. So it, it has a checklist component to it that really walks you through whether you're a hotel, storage facility, office building, and it will literally walk you through the requirements uh, just in a checklist format. So it'll 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 lead you through the way to, to basically produce a report to show you what's wrong. So if you're, you know, for instance, like my client, a former client in in Southern Illinois, who had the 14 Holiday Inns. He probably isn't going to want to do this himself. So that you've got three levels of how this works. So they could hire you to come out, go through their hotels, and say, here are the things you need to do. And I'm looking at this like there's a picture of the sidewalk, you know, what they need to do with the sidewalk. Then you go to the next page. Right. There's a picture of the parking lot and a ramp and what needs to be changed there. So these, these are all things where you're giving them very specific instructions with drawings with exactly what they're supposed to be able to do in order to make this thing work. So talk a little bit about the three different levels. So you've got the guy that's got 14 holiday inns. Then you've got maybe somebody that has two uh, sandwich shops. Right. Okay. And then you've got the person that's a simple mom and pop restaurant. So go through all three of those. Yeah. The the top level one obviously is what we call, we audit for you. So that's our, that's our, our top one. That's about, $1,800 $1,800 a year, roughly, for a typical, like, restaurant or coffee shop, small, you know, built and not two-story. And um, we come out, one of our specialists comes out, goes through the whole, meets with you, goes through everything. And whether you have one site or multiple sites, that's, that's we do it for you. That's if you don't want to deal with it and we just you just want us to handle it for you. Then we have a hybrid where you download the app with your facility manager or maybe somebody. And this somebody, is on the Blue Dog? Uh, Blue Dog, yes. Okay, I see. Not dog. D-A-G, dag. Dag. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and so then uh, what we'll do is we'll remotely walk you through it. So you'll have the app. The facility person will have the app on their phone, and then we'll we'll dial in either using a Zoom or a, a phone call and say, okay. And if they have a question, like, what does that mean when it says, what's the cross slope? Oh, you got to measure it this way. And so as they're doing the survey, we'll walk. You have access to a specialist to walk you through that. And then the last one, the lower end, is like around three hundred fifty dollars a year, roughly. Um, and that is uh, where you just download the app and you're on your own. You don't get any technical assistance. So if, you, if you're if you savvy with a tape and you're a small mom and pop and you want to just get access to the checklist, um, it, it'll basically walk you through it, but you don't have access to, like, a specialist. So you know, And that's interesting because when, when I look at it, that, that's pretty affordable. I mean, when I look at that versus what what – what the fines could be? <laughs> yeah, the average lawsuit is typically $15,000 or more. Okay. So five to the plaintiff, depending on where you're at, and uh, ten to the law firm. And, and that's just to settle it and make it go away. And then that you're still susceptible to the next one. They see that you had a lawsuit and you settled. Now the next guy comes along. And unfortunately, there are what we call high-frequency litigants. I know we're gonna th- I think we're going to talk about that in the next segment. No, but we possibly. can talk about it now. Yeah, I mean, because that's really— So in other words, lawyers trolling. Yeah, I mean— This is what you're talking about. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw the um, article in, uh, by Anderson Cooper uh, on 60 Minutes, but he talked about drive-by lawsuits or Google lawsuits. Okay. And that's where they literally are looking at Google Street View, and they see that you don't have an accessible stall. You or, must be kidding me. Seriously. Unfortunately, no. There are people out there sitting there looking at the Google app going, "This oh, there's one we can go after. 
Here's one we can go after. So then what do they do? They find some poor soul that's going to go to the unit, or do they just go after you because it's not compliant? Sometimes both, but typically you have to at least visit the site because in order to – and I'm not an attorney, so don't don't quote me on this. But, that, that, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a common sense guy. But uh, apparently what happens, you have to have standing. So you're, you're it's a civil right. It's based in civil rights. So by going to a place to get public services, say coffee or a, a hotel room, and, and if you can't access – that, that's a, essentially a violation of your civil rights. So what happens is they make a case, and most businesses, because they've ignored the law for so long, the judge's hands are tied. Even if you pay $100,000 to fight it, the judge is going to go, okay, what have you done in the last 20 years to comply with the ADA? Have you even put the $6 sticker up in the window? No, Your Honor, I haven't. Well, they're going to cite with the uh, with the uh, the plaintiff in that case. So they just crank these things out. I mean, think about this. So if you're, if you're this – if you're this uh, – I'm not going to say ambulance chaser because you're not chasing an ambulance, but you're you're chasing these small businesses, trolling them for this. You crank out 10, 15 of these suits and settle each one at 10 grand, you made $100,000 yeah. and you didn't have to do a whole lot. They call it a cottage industry, and it's very much more. I have the stats if you want to hear them. But yeah, the, I do. The biggest state, obviously, is California. But um, just to give you an idea, in 2013, the number of Title III lawsuits nationwide was about 2,722. Now, these are the ones that were filed, not settled. There's probably hundreds of thousands that were settled meaning paid to go away. Right, just paid to get out of my hair. These were the ones that actually went to court. <clears throat> in 2019, it was 11,053. So year over year um, increase is about 28%. So it, it continues to go up. And keep in mind what he just said. These are the ones we know about. These aren't the ones where they can went, hi, we're here, we represent Mary Smith, and she can't get in your facility, uh, and we're serving you with papers. I mean, that's really what it comes yeah, down to. And then the poor, especially the small business people. Yeah, I mean, the big companies the... are savvy to all this stuff. But the mom-and-pop gas station that has a bathroom or the convenience store or the self-owned self-storage yeah. where they've been in business for 30 years, they don't know this stuff. Exactly. And that's what they rely on is because a lot of them don't understand it, and they just they just they want to settle it because they want to get out from under Well, they're under scared. It. Yeah. And there, there are a lot of proactive things you can do. And, and just to make sure I point this out real quick is that the vast majority of people with disabilities just want to go about their business. So any, I, I hate, I, sometimes I hear, have clients, they see someone in a wheelchair come in their business, and they automatically think, oh, am I going to get sued? It's a very minority of uh, people that actually do this lawsuit thing. The, there's millions of people with disabilities that, aren't, that just want to go out and do their, their business. And, and function are, like not, everybody exactly. else. Exactly. So don't, disc, don't, don't have a negative uh, – I don't want to plant a negative uh, image of, of these people. It's a very minute – But there are some bad actors out there. And definitely. they're trolling to create situations where you either settle immediately – Okay, or they take you into court, and just like you said, regardless of how long you've been in business and you've known in the community, whatever, if if you're if you're caught, you're caught, and it is what it is. So, when we come back for the break. We'll talk a little bit more about this and what you can do to protect yourself. The website is adaassurance.net, adaassurance.net. The phone number eight four four seven 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 twenty three twenty eight. If you want to give them a call, they're happy to chat with you. It, it's it, it, three hundred fifty dollars, people. It's if you want to do it yourself, that's pretty affordable, and it can save you a lot of heartache. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA.
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA. Here on the HIE Radio Network, you can find out more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Send me an email if you need help or you have a question. We are happy to help you. My producer, Mr. Sean Floyd. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Paul Klein in studio with me, founder of ADA Assurance. If you're a small business owner, maybe you're a business owner that's got 10 or 15 hotels or four or five sandwich shops or whatever the case may be, or maybe you just have a small storage facility, it would be worth your while to go up on the website adaassurance.net, adaassurance.net. You know, they can tell you where you've got problems. Maybe you think you've got it figured out. Like I'm looking at this report right here. They thought they had it figured out. Not so much, okay? Uh, there were a lot of things that they had done that weren't right. So, And it's simple things, easy things that they can show you how to fix so that you don't find yourself in the middle of one of these trolled lawsuits or have a problem with somebody as a result of it. So the phone number is 844-777-2328, 844-777-2328. All right, so first of all, you don't do any plaintiff work, so let's make clear that you're not representing people suing uh, businesses. You're you're the you're the guy wearing the white hat on the other side. <laughs> yeah, we made a conscious decision. My business partners and I, you know, we we want to help businesses, and so it's we just don't want to be associated with that. Uh, there's been two cases where we've helped somebody that was legitimately had a concern as an expert, but uh, we don't we just don't take on plaintiff work. And what we mean by plaintiff work is if if one of these. Um, High frequency litigants like this guy that, that filed. Yeah, like the one I'm looking at here, the man who filed 180 disability lawsuits. They're yeah. out there, people. If he calls me to be an expert witness, I'm I don't want to be associated with that because I, I, you can try to just he can try to justify however they want. I just don't think it's the right way to work with businesses. The uh, right way is what we do with our firm, and that is education, uh, being proactive, and helping you know helping when uh, when needed. And so that's what we do. But yeah, it's it's unfortunate that some of them choose to. Um, you, you know, use the law in, in, in an advantageous way and, and run that settlement mill. And there's kind of two types of plaintiffs, and I don't want to scare everybody, but, uh, but one of them is uh, there's one plaintiff in, in California that is real prevalent. He'll send out a warning letter. And he won't file, he won't, a lot of them will just file a lawsuit and get you all stirred up, and then, you know, you lose. Settle, sleep. settle, settle. Yeah, and yeah. It, it just you, it ruins, you, ruins your, your, yeah. your marriage, everything else. It's, it's just horrible. But but one of some of them will, will put this warning letter out, and so my my advice to business owners is if you get that, don't ignore it. I've had two types of cl- um, clients of mine that have ignored the letter. Well, then what you know what this individual does? He circles back around in about six months to a year, sees that you didn't do anything, you didn't even put the new sign up in the parking stall, and then he's got you. Wow. And then now, on the other converse side, to this guy's credit, I don't agree to his tactics, but if you go out, painted the parking stall, updated your signage, he sees... These are simple things, people. Yeah, no, you're not talking about thousands of dollars. <laughs> if he sees that you made an effort to comply, he puts you in the do not sue file. And oh, he'll leave you alone. And uh, his name's Scott Johnson. He's, an, he's a paraplegic attorney. So he's not only is he disabled, but he's an attorney. And he knows it. He knows yeah. It. yeah. Like, imagine having to go into court against that guy. <laughs> he rolls in in his wheelchair, and there you are standing there going, ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. Yeah. Now, probably not a good situation. No. And there's simple things you can do. Signage. So let's talk about the four tips that you have for yeah. people, because this would be helpful. Yeah. This is If I can leave, if you don't take anything out of this show today... Anybody listening, if you can do this one thing, it'll reduce your exposure to lawsuits by 50%. And that is get your parking lot right. It's literally ADA lawsuit repellent. That means 
shiny striping, brand new sign. Make sure you have it eight foot wide with that crosshatch unloading zone. Yeah. So at least somebody can park there and get into your business. Like the man in the red pickup truck going to the hotel that I saw. Exactly. Same deal. Yeah. That's simple. Because even if you don't have anything else accessible, a bathroom, storage units, hotel room, at least they can come in and talk to you. Like a dignified human being, and and talk to you, and you can serve them. And say, you know what, we're an older facility; we don't have any units, but you're happy to look at them. If it works for you, great. They can at least park there, and it gets rid of those um, Google lawsuits where they yeah they, they street view you. So it it will reduce your exposure by. 50%. What are the other three? The other one is um is make sure you have a path of travel from the parking stall and the and the the sidewalk into your business. To get into the business. Yeah, because a lot of uh, people with disabilities travel on um, uh, public transit. Right. Uh, number two is if you're a restaurant or hotel, make sure your counter uh, is is not too high. So they can they, they can sit yeah, out. Yeah, cash wrap. Yeah. yeah, if you're if you have a point of sale <laughs> spot or place where you're you're like even here in the radio station where you have a, a receptionist, make sure that's at the right height. And then the last one is restrooms, especially if you're a food facility. So that's a big deal. That's a big one. Nothing worse than going out. You get in the restaurant, and now you got to go, and you go in, and the bathroom's way too small. So how do you, how does somebody that has any, we don't have a lot of time left to sing, but I've got an existing business. I don't know if I've got enough room. How do you guys help them do that? Do they have to remodel the whole damn thing, or for the most part, is they can make corrections and make it work and make it work the way it's supposed Usually to? Usually, you can make it work unless you're really small. But a lot of times, you if you have a, an older men's and women's restroom. Uh, you can just combine it into one unisex restroom. Okay, simple that's story. simple. Pull out the middle wall and make it one bedroom. I mean, one uh, one bathroom. And then it works a hundred percent. Exactly. Then you've solved the problem, um, you avoided a lawsuit and all that issue, and it, it you're it, golden. It, it and it didn't cost you a fortune. Exactly. You're not tearing the building down and remodeling it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's so. If you took all three of those, so if you weren't, if you didn't have any of this, and you did the parking place, you did the access thing. And you didn't have the restroom. You took the two restrooms, made it one. You just solved your problem. You reduced your exposure by almost ninety percent. Yeah, and that probably is going to cost less at the end of the day. That remodel is probably going to cost less than having to pay fifteen thousand dollars to Every typical time. to settle. Or if you don't settle, lawyers' fees and going to court. So it's really how interesting. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I, it's just I, I just think people need to understand the, the intent behind this is good, but it's like everything else out there. This 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 and. You know, we'll do another one of these shows, and uh, I'm looking at this article. You know, this is fascinating. The man who filed 180 disability lawsuits, he's sitting here in a wheelchair. This guy obviously makes a career out of this. What The point I'm making here is that y- you need to be aware of this stuff. The intent of the law was good, but there are people out there that take something like this and twist it to their mm-hmm. advantage um, and use it to hurt small business owners. This particular story is about a Vietnamese woman and her restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, <laughs> that's exactly why I wanted to do this today, because there's so many small businesses. Look, we all face a lot of challenges in small business. You all know that I've got three companies that I am you know, own or part of, and I very much understand small business. So it, thank you so much for doing this today. Yeah. I think it was very helpful to our audience. Their website is adaassurance.net, adaassurance.net. And the phone number eight seven seven excuse me eight four four seven 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 two three two eight. Thank you, Paul Klein. Thank you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I leave you with this thought from Dr. Martin Luther King: Americans must learn to live together as brothers and sisters, or we will surely perish together as fools. Truer words were never spoken. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. You got me love struck, baby.